This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Morning, bliss lovers. It is Rebecca here, uh, founder of the Intuitive Life Academy. Welcome to the Find Your Bliss radio show here on Plains FM. We broadcast live every Thursday morning at 9am. So thanks for tuning in. Today we are talking about what it takes to download your future self. (laughs) Right, and this might sound obviously futuristic, but let's unpack this. What does it even actually mean? I think when we start to tap into this, what we're really um, identifying is that we live in a very fascinating universe, right? We have lots of portals of energy open to us. And if you've been following me for a while, you will know that I talk about things like the Akashic Records and past lives and how your soul essentially is limitless. You're a limitless being in a body. And you have lots of different incarnations as a soul to experience um, life, right, to experience, for the universe to be able to experience itself, it needs to create the contrast of you not being, well, being the illusion of being separate from the universe, and that's how the universe gets to experience itself, through the contrast, the contrast of being a human in a body, and that's why our life is so glorious, right, to be the person who shows up and gets to go, I am a creator being in a body, so what is it that I wish to create? And this is why, and I've always been a person, like people would say that I'm an idealist, but I think a lot of people um, can connect to that pretty easily because it comes back to hope, right? It comes back to living your dream life. It comes back to what energy and frequency do you want to live in? Now, when I talk about energy, I interchange it quite a lot with pure positive emotion, right? Because that's feel-good energy. That's where we want to focus our attention. So how do we create our future self now? This is really powerful, and this is something that Einstein actually used to do on a regular basis. He talked about how your imagination was the gateway to your intuition, and how um, you know you're activating that part of your awareness by going into your imagination. Of course, this is in your mind, like creating images in your mind. This is why, if you have children, I would encourage you to read to them so you can activate their imagination. My parents did this for me when I was little, and it was amazing. Right in terms of like when you're being read a story and what happens is you start activating your intuition sorry your imagination because you're thinking about the images you're creating the images in your own mind that is huge in terms of creation because you have to be able to see something in order to create it otherwise you don't really have a guide a map know where you're going So your imagination is massive and, um, you know, daydreaming, dreaming. And this is where people can bring in some contrasting energy, right? And say, you know, because it can go into the extreme and people go, oh, that's just a fantasy. 
or right you're being an idealist right you don't live in an ideal world so if you start using your imagination that you're away with the fairies etc that's not true right don't let anybody tell you that what you want to create is not possible what's been planted within you is for you that means the universe has I believe a certain amount of um, influence on you in terms of what lights you up right like I speak to amazing people all the time spoke to an amazing woman who comes to mind just a wee while ago and she really loves horse riding right she doesn't actually own a horse but she loves horse riding but she places herself in those circumstances where she can ride where she is doing what she loves and realizing that that's what lights her up Now, that's not my jam, right? I'm not into horses. I'm not into horse riding. But the part of our imagination, right, that kind of in the energy of your intuition will show you what is it that you love. So if you're starting on this process of wanting to download your future self now, and we'll talk about collapsing time a little bit and jumping timelines a little bit later on. But you want to start thinking about what do I want? What do I want to experience? What do I love? Now, there's some key questions that we can ask around this, right? One of them might be, where does your mind naturally go if it wanders, right? Where is your attention going? Does it go to a circumstance? You know, sometimes it might go to a person, (laughs) Right? Does it go to what is it that, you know, if you're in your most creative energy, what is it that you could talk about for hours? And, you know, one of those great questions that you might have seen on Facebook, right, where people say, what's something that you could talk about off the cuff for, you know, uh, half an hour without looking at any notes because you're just so passionate about it, right? Because you love it, you know it, you have wisdom, you have knowledge about it. Starting to ask these questions, what is it that I really love? And a lot of people, for a lot of people, you know, um, you think about that too. It's not like, what do you think? It's what do you love? So this is where we need to learn. We need to get out of our heads and into our heart to know what it is that we love. And that can be a journey in and of itself to realize that your mind is actually the weakest part of you. And I know that might sound contradictory in terms of your imagination. Your imagination's like, again, it's the gateway to your intuition. So it's the gateway to much more power. So trying to see your imagination like that, whereas your rational critical mind, if you haven't noticed already, (laughs) it is just spinning a lot of stories a lot of the time. And a lot of those stories aren't even true. And if you're not aware of how your ego reflex works, your ego being that reflex, like if you go to the doctor and they hit your knee with a hammer, it reflexes, right? Your ego is a reflex that occurs in regards to perceiving your reality because it's trying to keep you safe, right? It's probably a byproduct of evolution where, you know, we, the survival of the fittest. So if you are aware, then you're going to be able to survive for longer. So it's kind of always looking for threats and predators and to keep you safe. But what happens with the ego, of course, is it creates criticism, judgment, separation, and that is not your true self. Your true self, of course, is your limitless, infinite self that knows itself as a creator being. So starting to focus instead of on the story or the thoughts, the best thing about thoughts, the best advice I've ever had, right, is to see your thoughts like um, a little dog is your mind and the thoughts are just like the cars outside the window going past in the street and that's kind of about as much 
um, identification that you want to have with them, just to observe them, even to learn how to step back from your thoughts and become the observer creates so much space. Guess what can come into that space? Your intuitive guidance. Hallelujah. Right? Because again, the analogy is if your mind gets too wrapped up in the thoughts, the little doggy, that means like the little doggy is going outside the window, going into traffic. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to get run over. Right? If you are so, and you know that feeling like I can't see the wood for the trees, right? That's what's happening when we're identifying too much with our thoughts. We think that we are our thoughts. No, we're not. We are not our thoughts. We are the observer of our thoughts. So starting to pull back a little bit and kind of go, and then you can start asking questions, right? Like, what is the quality of this thought? Is this thought actually taking me closer to feeling connected, feeling loved, feeling supported, or am I actually working against myself? That's when we need to do that deep inner work of kind of going, okay, what's it going to take for me to feel safe no matter what? Because then we can, the ego can die, right? The illusion of the ego can melt away. Because when we feel safe in any circumstance, right, and even if somebody's standing in front of us being cruel or mean or throwing attacks at us, if we feel safe, we're not going to need that ego reflex to go, oh my God, you're wrong or you're bad, right, which creates the attack thoughts. And the attack thoughts don't really affect the other person, they affect ourselves, which is why when somebody is yelling and screaming at you, right, what you want to do is to be able to send them love. And I get it, it's a practice. Right, it's um, to be able to send them love, so you're coming from the higher perspective. That's kind of really the process of enlightenment. You want to bless the people in your life who cause contrast or conflict because they are helping you to evolve. Right, and maybe some of you have got quite a few of them. Right, like I, you know, I know I've had a few people in my life. Right, where it's been like, thank you so much for helping me to evolve. I'm really enjoying this. Not, you know, your ego is probably resisting it, but your soul's like, this is awesome because I get to evolve. Right, like I get to see it from a higher perspective. I get to see it from the universe's point of view rather than staying stuck and my lower or smaller selves. So this process of downloading your future self, so much fun, right? You're activating your imagination and your creativity. So one of the first ways we can start doing this is start imagining. What If I was imagining, and of course, right, this is where your um, intuition, right, through your body often is going to show you where you are out of alignment, because yes, you can have anything you want, right? Like we get told that so often. We can have the big, amazing mansion. We can have the amazing lifestyle. But we need to come into alignment with it. And that can often take some work. If you're not in alignment with it, right? If you are wanting to manifest a big mansion and have lots of great parties and have this amazing lifestyle, but you're actually running poverty consciousness, you can see that you're out of whack. But this is a beautiful thing, right? Your imagination, allowing your imagination to wander. How do you want to feel? What do you want it to look like? What do you want to experience? And then can't start asking yourself, do I actually believe that's possible? 
Am I tuning into that every day and going, yes, yes, yes? And again, this is where we'll start bumping up against our limiting beliefs, contraction in our energy field, any past life incarnation energy where we're like, I'm not allowed that, I can't have that, where we've got some karma perhaps, where we feel like it's not available to us. And the process, right, is about becoming the person that you wish to become, which is essentially the energetic vibrational match to that outcome. And that's when manifestation gets really easy, right? Because you're just like, I can tune into it. I can feel it. There is no resistance because I do believe it's possible as opposed to part of you that's going, no way, I don't believe it. And you know, a belief system is really um, a thought that you have seen energy out to multiple times. And again, I use the example of granddad walking around the house perhaps and saying money doesn't grow on trees. If you've heard that multiple times, then of course what's going to happen in your perception and your awareness of reality is you're going to make a decision about that. You're going to be like, oh, granddad must be right because he keeps on saying this. And then you start to make an agreement with it and then you maybe hear it another hundred times. And then it's kind of solidified and it's like, yes, I believe that money doesn't grow on trees. And then of course you grow up to be an adult and you go out and try and do your work or passion in the world and you have the subconscious limiting belief that says money doesn't grow on trees, therefore money is hard, money is evil, money whatever, that's the limiting belief that you kind of need to dig down deep and go and pick it up by the roots and pull it out so something new can come into its place. And I know a lot of people um, find manifestation frustrating But I tell you what, it's an inside job, right? To calibrate to an energetic frequency where you are really open, where it is safe, right, and good to receive, where you don't have any charge on money because you're not making it evil, or you're not even making it like really good or special. You're just seeing it as energy and you're just giving something and receiving something for that energetic exchange, right? And um, feeling good about that, feeling open about that. You think about it, when we feel good, we're relaxed. When we're relaxed, we're open. If we don't feel good about something, it's kind of like, you know, it brings to mind like a scrunched up ball of tin foil or metal foil, you know, like cooking foil. And it, if you're all scrunched up, you know, it's not so easy to receive. And even we have to kind of peel back that metal foil and um, smooth out all the wrinkles in it so we can actually become more expanded so we can actually come into alignment with what it is that we wish to receive and I get it too because a lot of people get confused because they look and they can see that you can manifest just from your mind to a point if you want to hold it if you want to experience the bliss that comes from manifesting consistently because a lot of people go with the quick fix they'll manifest something and then they'll lose it Right? Because that's because they haven't shifted internally. And you have to do that to be able to create the solid container to become the person who can hold that energy and frequency. I've talked about this before in terms of people winning the lottery. Often, right, it's too much energy coming into their container so they get rid of it, right? And then like a year later, they're back to where they started or were still in debt when they've won like millions of dollars because they literally can't energetically hold the energetic frequency of it. So starting to look into yourself, and again, a lot of this, you know, I'm not going to make any bones about it, right? Like your ego does find the work challenging. 
But again, you know, um, we can just be kind to the ego. Oh, look, you're trying to keep me safe. I really appreciate that. Kind of maybe just like a dog again, right? Like a pet. It's like, oh, thank you so much for keeping me safe. And I love that you are such a good guard ego. <laughs> right. And then you can actually start working with it to kind of go, okay, well, what's it going to take to step into my creator ability? What's it going to take for me to start working with energy, frequency and vibration to experience my ideal self now? You know, you want to experience joy. You want to experience bliss. One thing I would encourage people to aim with, to aim for to start with, and this can be a really good litmus test, is peace. All right, what does it take to live in the energetic frequency of peace? I kind of see peace as neutrality, unity, oneness, right? When you're living in the energy of peace consistently, that's a really good place to be doing more reality testing in terms of increasing your capacity for joy, you know? And of course, too, depending on your background and also too, right? This is how we grow. We can grow through joy or we can grow through struggle. A lot of people identify with the growth through struggle because maybe they're hurting or they're feeling wounded or they have a strong ego reflex, right? That is endeavoring to keep them safe. This is especially so, right? If you're a sensitive person, your ego reflex is probably going to be quite strong and endeavouring to keep you safe from other people's harsh energy, criticism, blame or judgement. So when we're looking at our future self, it's like, okay, first thing, imagination. And this is where people can get really excited, right? You can write a write some journal entry notes about how you want your future to look. And then you want to start asking yourself some questions about, you know, to what level do I actually believe this is possible? Because it's going to start showing you immediately where you have limiting beliefs around it. And then from there, what we can do is we can be in the space of going, how do I collapse time so I can bring this in closer, right, to be able to experience this now? Because often what happens, right, is people start creating their ideal future self and it's kind of like a goalpost that just goes out further and further into the future, sometimes because that feels safe, Right, like I know this is coming, but it's in the future. Sometimes they call this, uh, you know, destination addiction too, right? Like everything will be great when I get there, but you never kind of get there. And the goalposts just keep on going further and further out into the future. What we want to learn to do is to bring it forward. And, you know, we're an infinite being. So guess what? We can bring it forward and then we can push it out again. We want to learn what it takes to bring it forward and make it safe to receive it. And that's the work, right? Doing the inner work of going, where am I blocking what it is that I actually want? Where am I doing some self-sabotage? Why am I doing some self-sabotage? You know, what's that all about? Why do I feel like I need to have this? Because you think about it, the predominant energy is going to win, (laughs) right? The predominant energy is always going to win. So if we have these subconscious beliefs about what it is that we wish to create, I'm not allowed it, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, they're often really common, then we can inevitably keep on pushing that away. So again, getting really good at going, okay, how far away do I think my ideal future self is? What does it take to bring it in here now? And to do this on a consistent basis. And you can literally do this by kind of being aware, bringing it in through your awareness each day, right? How far away is it? Can I bring it in here now? 
right? And again, you might be listening to this and coming from your mind. I'm talking very much an energetic process, like the energy of what you want, bringing it into your physical body, downloading it. And this is where the universe can help us, which is so good, right? Because the universe is going to show you where you're stuck. <laughs> and again, I... um. You know, you've got to really appreciate the universe where you start to think, see things from the universe's perspective. You know, one of the things that the universe is showing you when you get triggered, right? When you get upset, when you have a conflict with somebody, woohoo, that is a great opportunity, right? Because it is showing you something. It's showing you where a part of you is looking to be healed. Remember, judgment perpetuates the problem and love heals heals. And when we have people in our life and world that we feel attacked or threatened by, and I get it, right? Like I've had plenty of experiences myself. I'm sure you do too, where you've felt amazed that somebody could say something like that, or you know, you can't see it from their perspective, or they have a completely different value proposition from you. So you're left standing there scratching your head. When we go into the, and we can feel it, right? When we're going into judgment, we can feel it in our bodies. We can feel it in our, our awareness. We can feel it when we're starting to want to attack the other person. Why do we attack other people through our thoughts? Because we're trying to keep ourselves safe. But that just means instead of taking your attention out there, you want to focus it back here and go, what's going on for me that I feel threatened by this? What's going on for me that I can't actually see that person as innocent? You know, like if somebody's, you know, and this is one of the things about developing your intuition, is that one of the first steps really is giving people the benefit of the doubt, which is, oh, if somebody's kind of mean or unkind or cruel, is realizing that they probably got some stuff going on, right? But also too, for us, it could be maybe the lesson in that is learning how to stand up for ourselves. Maybe the lesson in that is learning um, a boundary, or a standard or a value that you choose to live by. Because what you'll find too, folks, right, is the people that you get on with best are the people that you have similar values. You know, again, the Intuitive Life Academy, freedom, pleasure, and abundance. Those are some of my values. Those are the values that I wish to bring forth for others through doing intuitive work. That other personal values for myself, my environment is really important to me. Right, I'm an introvert <laughs> and a Scorpio. So if I go to a party, I always need to know where the exit is. I'm one of those people who, you know, like I will just disappear if I've had enough. Like if my energy's kind of too full or I feel like people were too far in my grill, I'll just be like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to step out now. You know, I at a restaurant, I prefer to sit with my back against the wall so I can see what's going on. I know this stuff about myself. And again, and that doesn't make it wrong or bad, it's just self-awareness, right? What helps me to feel safer? Because if I feel safer, then I'll be more relaxed. And if I'm more relaxed, then I'm going to be less likely to need that ego reflex, which is going to take me into judgment, criticism and separation. We want to learn what it is to dissolve all those barriers to seeing love everywhere. And that takes practice. And that takes practice of going, because you think about it, your ideal future self is probably beyond ego, right? You're just full of your infinite spirit. So allowing that to come forth and to help you energetically melt your ego now 
melt anywhere you need any defence mechanisms. Melt away anywhere you're holding any armour in your physical body or in your energy fields because you feel like you need defence against other people. You know, and this is a huge thing for entrepreneurs, folks. You think about it. If you want to step into being in business for yourself and you have felt hurt by people in the past and you haven't dealt with that, it's going to come up in your interactions with your clients. (laughs) Why? Because like I said, it's not the cat or the dog that hurt you emotionally. It's other people. So we can hold fear in our body when we're trying to interact with our clients. Oh my goodness, they're going to hurt me, right? And again, do you think, what do you think that feels like for people when they're endeavouring to in- engage with you? You might not think about it on the rational mind level, but you will be feeling it in your body in some level because it will show up as contraction. And this is what we want to look at to go, how do I get to that place where I see others as innocent? How do I get to that place where I can be in those energetic frequencies of just feeling safe and relaxed and the energy of love, seeing love in myself, seeing love in the other person? Because guess what? Have you noticed when you focus on something, it comes forward? What you focus on expands. So when we're focusing on love, when we're focusing on seeing people's souls, when we're focused on seeing the light in others, as opposed to seeing their ego, we bring that forth. It is a beautiful thing, right? You'll see that the universe, everything is full of love frequency energy. And to be able to be the person who goes, I choose to see this. I choose to see life the way the goddess does. It makes it really beautiful. And again, that is your future self. Your future self is the part of you that already knows that. Your future self is the part of you that is beyond ego. The future self is the part of you who is the alchemist, the sorceress. She can make stuff or he can make stuff happen like that because they know and trust their infinite ability and I'll give you an example of this and you know like this is what I love about having done the work and really being in flow states which is awesome but again you know I'm constantly tweaking that always not just in my business but in my life right how does it get better than this how can I create more flow a greater flow of energy where I'm having more fun where I'm experiencing more bliss where it becomes easier it becomes more joyful that I don't have to end up burning out because I'm repeating a pattern of energy that doesn't actually serve me how do I create a container where it grows and it expands and I can help more people okay and um, yesterday I went down to the beach because I live on a hill so I went down to the beach and uh, I was walking along and I was thinking about a friend and I was like oh you know I haven't seen her for ages and I'd really like to see her and what do you know uh, probably about 15 minutes later I saw her on the beach and I was like, boom, how's that for an instant manifestation? And, you know, we only saw each other for about five minutes, but it was just great because I said to her, you know, I was just thinking about you and you, I have instantly manifested you because I haven't seen her for three months, six months, right? So that's a pretty awesome manifestation. But again, when you get intentional in your energy and your focus, you can manifest stuff like crazy. And this is what your future self knows to do. Deep down on a soul level, you know that there is part of you that is powerful, that is creative, that can make things happen really quickly, right? Your soul 
knows that because your soul, of course, is really beyond time. You know, your soul is particular to your physical body. You kind of, your spirit is really when you're connected to the universe. The soul's really particular to you, your personality, your body, your experience in this incarnation. But your spirit is that part of you that is, you know, infinite, that goes into all those different incarnations, also known as other human lives, or maybe even other incarnations on different planets. But that infinite part of you, your spirit, okay, goes on and on. And that is truth frequency. And when we're fr- living from truth frequency, we're seeing the universe through the eyes of the universe. We're in alignment that everything is love, that you are born of love, that everything around you is love because you have tuned your vision and your awareness to be able to see it. That's what your future self knows. And what we want to do is bring that into the here and now. And again, this is why, you know, spiritual awakening is really that future self going, okay, now's time. Now's the time to walk over the bridge, leave your human existence really behind, realize that you are a spiritual being having a human experience, let go of all your attachment and identity of being human. You know, I talk about that a lot in terms of like um, identifying with your body. Right? If you identify with your body, you're going to create suffering, which is why you're, no, you're never going to see me right in a bikini on Instagram because I don't identify with my body like that because I know if you do, you're kind of grounding in your humanness where you really want to ground in your spirituality or your spirit. Right? Again, you know, being really aware of the choices that you're making and the motivations behind those choices, because why would you want to do that? You know, again, we want to we want to look beyond the physical. We want to be able, when we look at somebody, almost to see them like a shimmering frequency. You know, all this energy in one particular place and see it as love. That is the journey, and I get it. I know what it's like, right? When somebody's kind of behaving in a way, and you're just like, whoa, what is going on with that? But how do we choose to see love in that? That's enlightenment for you. How do we choose to see love in people behaving in ways that are cruel or mean or unkind or ruthless? How do we choose to see the love in that, especially when they're not choosing to see it for themselves? That's why we need to do it. We need to be the ones who hold the space where we can see people as love so then they can start to see it in themselves. You think about it. You feel about the energetic presence of, I remember going and seeing um, the Dalai Lama and even just walking into the room, right? The energetic presence of him walking in was so peace and, you know, like, oh, you know, like a snuggly blanket, right? Was just like, oh my goodness, you feel so delicious. And you could tell, and he actually sat there for a while and he didn't say much, I don't think, to start with, but it was just so great because everybody was just loving it. Just loving being in the energetic presence of somebody who's really attuned to love and you think about everything that they've been through right and to be a just craziness right it's so much injustice but he chooses to see his persecutors as innocent he chooses to love them he gets it right he gets it in terms of peace harmony unity what's important how we navigate our human experience that's what your future self is all about Your future self is the part of you that understands unity. 
your future self is the part of you that understands what it is to be in alignment with the universe. Your future self is the part of you that knows what it is to manif- like to think of something and manifest it pretty much instantaneously. You know that you can do that, but it's a journey to get there and it does involve looking at the inner self. It does involve, you know, picking up some pebbles inside of you and going, well, what's under that? <laughs> you know, what's that all about? Why? Why do we want to do that? And why do we want to cultivate the courage to do that? Because when we do, we are bringing love and acceptance to it. That's our attention. So we want to pick up everything, preferably as quick as possible, right? So we can get to that space where we are living in those beautiful frequencies. And again, we live in a polarized planet, so light and dark. And again, the more we get comfortable with looking at our own darkness, the more we actually shine a light on it and the more we can actually see that what's there, it's not dark and bad, it's just looking to be loved. Just looking to be loved. Your darkness is just looking to be loved. Love heals, judgment perpetuates. So when we choose to be loving, choose to be kind, choose to be in those energies of acceptance, and a lot of people will listen to this and think, oh, you know, that's fooey. You know, and if you've got some anger going on inside your body, you might listen to this and kind of get mad, right? You might be like feeling the injustice, feeling the rage, feeling the anger. You know, I've heard this term bandied about called sacred rage, and I'm kind of like, oh, what? What is that all about? The universe isn't raging, right? That is a very human experience. Now, it can be sacred in the respect that it takes you to the universe. It drives you deeper into your relationship with the divine. But rage, let's be clear, rage is not sacred, right? Rage in and of itself is not sacred. What is sacred is allowing it to move you closer towards your divinity, What's sacred about it is peeling back all those layers of where you think that you're oppressed, you know, because the only person really oppressing you in the free world is yourself, your thoughts, your limitations, what you say to yourself, how you treat yourself. Nobody will be as cruel to you as you are to yourself. Nobody, because nobody's going to have the depth and length of relationship with you that you are going to have with yourself. So if your future self, guess what? I guarantee this, bet your million dollars, your future self is probably nicer to you than you are right now, (laughs) right? Your future self is probably more loving, more kind, more accepting, more enthusiastic about how amazing you are. You know, they have a different quality of relationship. They see the truth about you. They see what you have been through. They admire you for having your courage to continuing to grow, for continuing to be that person who's going to step up and choose love and do what it take takes to shift everything inside of you so you can receive everything it is that you desire. You know, um, and again, you know, some things like gratitude, yeah, hugely important. Gratitude is getting... Um, more intensity when you actually start being grateful for the things that have hurt you because those are the things that help you to grow. 
So even starting to think about all the people who have hurt you, what would it take to actually start blessing them and going, oh, I'm so grateful that you are helping me to evolve. I'm so grateful that you as a soul have chosen to be this character in my story so I can evolve into the person that I know that I wish to be. I can shift into my future higher self now. Think about it, blessing people that you've had felt hurt by, what does that do to the energy between the two of you? That's what your future self knows. Your future self knows, yeah, they are amazing light beings who I choose to see through eyes of innocence that they agreed to help me grow, to help me move into the person that I really wish to become, to help me move into the person who can manifest effortlessly, to help me move into the person who can experience more happiness, more joy, and to really be in that space of going, this is what I'm choosing as the leader of my own life. I'm going to step in to being the person who chases that down like the last bus of the night, that my future self can be here now because I don't need to live in any more pain or suffering. I can choose to experience it now. And that is the embodiment process, helping to shift your perspective of reality so you can experience that bliss, that joy now. And I don't know about you folks, but I know for myself that if you have experienced suffering, if you're a sensitive person, and I have noticed, right, everybody's wired differently. So everybody does emotions differently, but everybody experiences the same realm of emotions. Um, There's definitely different levels of awareness there in terms of being able to identify emotion. And why do you want to learn to identify them? Like a lot of people, I've seen it before, I remember seeing it, like, this is really interesting. People would come to me, especially women, and they would be like feeling frustrated And which is really just a polite way of saying, I'm angry. What that's exactly what they were feeling. They were feeling frustrated because they couldn't feel like they couldn't get or achieve an end result. But what they really were was angry. But again, women often don't claim that energy because they're like, oh, you know, that's really unladylike. (laughs) Or people aren't going to like me if I get angry. We need to learn how to be present to all these emotions and accept them. Because when you're in the energy of acceptance, you move out of resistance. When you're not in resistance, guess what? It's easier to be open, easier to get that intuitive guidance, easier to access your imagination to be able to step forward into that future self. And we want to cultivate practices where we're moving into this time and time again. So folks, I really wanted to point out too that... um, intuitivelifeacademy.com if you click on that page and go into the store you can actually go and download a four hour workshop that I did about called Download Your Future Self which is actually where I energetically take people through that process super powerful there's actually like I said there's two parts to it the first part is kind of identifying what it is that you want and then helping you to step into it through the power of your imagination and therefore start um, activating the energy on it and the second part is really like starting to look at where you're not in alignment with that and clearing any energy out of the way known as limiting beliefs so you can really stack hands start calibrating and develop a plan to start you moving towards your dream. You know, if you're self-employed, what you really want to do is really work on your, not just your mindset, because your mindset, again, and your mind is one of the weakest parts of your body, right? 
just like a chatterbox. You know, one of the first things you need to do for mindset is learn how to master your mind. Masterminds, right? And then learn what it is to master your energy so it's easy to go and do the things that sometimes you don't necessarily want to do. And that's where downloading your future self as a workshop program can be super powerful. Go and check it out, have a read of it. Pretty much, I've had 14 people do that so far. Um, when it came out, I think about 85% of people gave it a 9 or a 10 out of 10. There was one person who gave it 8.5. <laughs> right? So just recognizing that these energies available to you to embody now. If you don't know how to do that for yourself, go grab that. It's on intuitivelifeacademy.com forward slash store. I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook now. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. It's always great to come to you live from the studio. One thing I do want to say before I wrap up today is uh, we will not be doing the Find Your Bliss radio show indefinitely. It will be coming to a close eventually. I'm going to be stepping into doing a podcast called Intuitive Abundance. So if you'd like to know more about that, you can come over into the Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook, you can go to my website because, of course, I'll be doing shout-outs there www.rebeccadavison.life sign up for the newsletter you'll get a free abundance meditation to activate the energy of abundance within you and to realize what your true source of wealth is which of course is the universe but yeah just let you know so it's been quite a few years now on the find your bliss radio show i've loved working here at plains fm or transmitting to you broadcasting to you guys live from the studio but just to give you the heads up i will repeat this message in the future so you know if you want to continue to listen you can come find us but again know working on some details too in terms of making sure that you guys um, still have access to information that can support you all right folks lots of love to facebook thanks for tuning in bye for now just turning off facebook there and again folks today we're talking about downloading your future self all those good juicy things right like how to transcend your ego what it takes to really live a life of being enlightened and how to activate these energies the first one of course being through the power of your imagination remembering that Einstein used and Tesla and all those geniuses right they used to put a lot of time aside for stillness for daydreaming to be the person who could actually just sit still and allow the universe to speak to them so powerful in terms of what it is that you want to create but start thinking about what is it that I do love and I get it once upon a time in my life I had no idea no idea and sometimes it's funny too when we're looking at purpose or we're looking at things that it is that we love it can be really hard to see it but you have to do some reality testing, right? You have to explore and you have to go, where does my energy go? And I'm, you know, and noticing little things. Like when you start talking about something and your energy changes, you start getting lit up. You start going into those, um, you know, you maybe start speaking faster or you feel more enthusiastic. Notice that. What are you talking about? What are you doing? What conversation are you having? What could you talk about for hours on end because you just love talking about it? Now, this might be easier too, you know. Like when I was younger, I didn't necessarily know. I just knew that, you know, I wanted to feel good. But this is why we explore. 
you know, how much do I love doing this? What are you doing at the moment? How much do you love doing it? How would you like to feel activating, you know, that future self that does have the information and the awareness for you, starting to bring him or her in by accessing these frequencies and really starting to use your imagination as the gateway to your intuition to start showing you what's the next action step that I would take in terms of creating this ideal outcome for myself. You know, what limiting beliefs do I have in the way of creating it? I think a lot of people do do this as well. They go, it's not here yet, so there's something wrong with me. <laughs> Talk about shutting yourself down, right? It's, you know, that's, oh, it feels awful even just to say it out loud. So noticing too, right? Where, you, where are you making yourself wrong? Oh, sweet, sweet Jesus. You know, like again, don't let people, let, at least of all yourself, end up putting you in a situation where you're wrong. Like where, let me tell you, um, when you start doing, realizing the truth, you realize that there is no right or wrong. Right? How's this for a truth bomb? There is no meaning in anything except the meaning that you attribute to it. There is no meaning in anything, which like blows a lot of holes in people's theories about right and wrong, right? <laughs> There's no meaning in anything. You're the one who puts the meaning in it. You're the one who puts meaning in, you know, the pandemic or politics or people in power or authority. You're the one through your perspective, through your beliefs that puts meaning in it. So what does it take to kind of strip out meaning and then go, okay, what is true? What is true? And how do I focus my attention on that? And that doesn't come from your mind because remember your mind is part of you that's telling you a lot of BS often anyway. It's telling you a story, the monkey mind, the jibber-jabber, the chitter-chatter. Often, you know, your ego reflex is like kicking back and you don't even know that it's happening. You just think that that's regular mind chatter. You're not even aware that you're judging something or criticizing something. You're just kind of living constantly in that energy of perhaps attack towards yourself or towards others. Maybe it's on a small scale. Maybe it's on a big scale. You're probably going to know by the way it feels. You know, even asking yourself that question, how much do you love and appreciate other people? You know, if you feel hurt by other people, it's going to be natural, but you'll be, if there's part of you that's holding on to that for fear of not wanting to get hurt again in the future, that's what needs to be released. So you can see love in everything. You can see love in yourself. If you are judging other people as not innocent, there's a pretty good chance that you're judging yourself as not innocent as well. It's from A Course of Miracles, right? The Son of God is innocent. So what does it take for us to see ourselves as innocent and other people as innocent? And a lot of people think, oh, this is spiritual bypass. No, that's just your ego trying to create um, separation. And I get it. It can, be, it can feel like it's a big ask to see other people as innocent. But again, we all came from the same place, right? We all came from source energy. We're all a miracle in our own right. And what does it take to adjust our perspective so we can start seeing with our third eye rather than just our physical eyes to be able to see the truth? The truth is we're all connected. The truth is nobody's better than anybody else. 
the truth is nobody's worse than anybody else. The truth is we're all loved. So again, that doesn't make us special. Like I always crack up, right, when people, you know, they say, oh, how you deserve it, right? Really? Do you deserve anything? Does the creator being sit there and go, oh, I deserve this? No, right? Deserving means that um, no effort's required. That's what it insinuates to me. Like I should just be able to sit back on my laurels and receive. Hell no, right? You go out there and you make it happen, right? By showing up, by giving love, by listening to people, by being attentive, by being kind, by being curious, by wanting to explore. That's how you activate energy in the quantum field to be the person who's choosing to be the leader in their own life and figure their stuff out. I'm going to sort this stuff out. I'm going to figure out what it takes to live a life of inspiration. I'm going to be the person who activates the energy of, I make this happen because I choose to know myself as a creator being in a body. I'm not going to sit at home or blame anybody or sit in victim or self-sabotage or even martyrdom. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to use what the universe gave me. I'm going to heighten it. I'm going to expand it. I'm going to start asking to activate my intuition so I can see things that I'm not allowing myself to see right now because I'm still stuck in my rational mind. I'm going to start working with energy, frequency, and vibration. And I'm going to figure this stuff out. I'm going to learn what it takes to love all the people that I've felt so hurt by. I'm going to learn what it takes to forgive them. That's what a leader does. And again, leader in your own, own life, leader of other people. Same, same. If you're choosing to be the, you know, you don't really have any choice, right? You have to be the leader in your own life. You have to figure stuff out. You have to be the person that goes, you know, I'm going to be prepared to pick up some pebbles or rocks and look underneath them so I can access my future self. The future self that is right there. Because if time's an illusion, your future self is right here, right now. And you can tap into that. You can ask your future self questions. Hey, what would you do about that? Ask yourself when you get up in the morning, how would my future self behave today? What decisions would they be making? Where would they be enforcing a boundary? What standards do they have? Where do I need to upgrade my life now so it's in alignment with my future self? Because guess what? There's going to be a future self beyond your future self. (laughs) Because that's the thing about the universe, right? Like there is no back of the box. There is no stop. You've gone too far. I remember having that conversation with a friend of mine, Jeff, when I was probably about 16, 17. It's quite possible that we might have been drunk or high, one of the other. But again, you know, 20 something years ago, right? Where we're having this conversation, no, even more than that, crumbs, having this conversation about what's at the end of the universe, And we were laughing too because Jeff was like, oh, there's a big sign that says stop, go back. This is the end of the universe. And then I was like, yeah, but what's beyond that? And here we started giggling too because he said another sign that says really stop, this is it, go back, right? Because again, that's the thing. What we were tapping into there is that the universe is infinite. The universe continuously expands. The universe doesn't know contraction we do that to ourselves as human and again and in a lot of ways people are like what's the whole point of this life gig right the whole point is for you because you can't know what you are until you know what you're not that's why we experience contrast 
that's why we go through what they call the veil of forgetting when you come into a new incarnation and you have to figure it out all over again. You know, what would it take for the next ride, right? The next, and this is the thing, right? When you start working with the Akashic Records, you're like, okay, what are my future lives going to look like? What do I need to tidy up here and now so that my future lives can be even more awesome? Because again, the Akashic Records, you know, past lives, future lives, present incarnations. It gets pretty trippy, folks, when you start realizing too that, you know, are you having any experiences in parallel dimensions? You can you can guarantee it. What would it take to shift the energetic frequency of all those parallel incarnations that your soul might be or spirit might be experiencing? Gets pretty trippy. Talk about taking the red pill. Okay. <laughs> but again, you know, this is the thing. We want to break free from that concept of the matrix. The matrix is where we've just given a whole bunch of energy to how there's mutual agreement on how we do life, which is often, you know, being born, learning all this stuff to be human, doing the education system and following that route, which is this is what success looks like. You want to learn how to bust out of that, especially if you want to create freedom in your life and abundance beyond the current economy. Like, you know, create your own personal economy. It's totally possible, but you have to let go of anywhere you're identified or, you know, giving energy or belief to, you know, systems that might not be supporting you. You know, the education system doesn't actually support people a lot on a deep emotional, spiritual level. It's kind of regimented, right? Like this is what you need to learn for the level of success in the outside world. That's why people like go do it and then they go out into the world and they're like, oh my goodness, I hate this, right? This is not me. And then they have an identity crisis, right? Because they're trying to fit themselves a square peg into a round hole, etc., etc. We want to take our power back and start asking some of those questions. You know, self-inquiry is really the key. What do you love? How can you make money out of doing that? What limiting beliefs would you need to let go of to be able to create that? What else is possible? What is it? What would my intuition tell me about this situation? What's it going to take to stop my ego or my rational critical mind interfering with my intuition so I can actually hear it? Because this is often what happens, especially when I'm helping people and they're developing their intuition, right? They'll get the intuitive information and it's right there because intuition is faster than light, right? It is light frequencies. It's information's there. The thought process then kicks in and then the thought goes, oh, I'm not sure about that. No, don't know. Because this is when we need to develop the intuitive muscles so we know instantaneously. And you think about it, when you know something instantaneously, guess what? You get to make a decision instantaneously. Do you think that speeds things up in terms of you stepping into your future ideal self? Absolutely. Which is why, you know, trusting and developing your intuition really is, you know, you didn't get dropped off on the planet without a GPS, right? Your intuition is your guidance it is your gps you're going to learn how to turn it on and make it work properly if you've ever worked with a nav man or whatever it is right sometimes it can be a little frustrating to start with you've got to learn how to figure it out hey folks thanks so much for tuning in next week i believe i'm going to do a show actually on anxiety so if that's something that you've ever struggled with do tune in at thursday morning at nine o'clock i'll look forward to coming back and sharing more information about that and how you can um, identify what anxiety to me 
is just stuck energy, right? Like the universe is prompting you and you're not quite sure how to respond. So once you get the prompt and then you know how to um, activate that, whoosh, you can move yourself forward and, you know, pop out of anxiety, right? Anxiety is really kind of pent up energy, but obviously there's lots of different causes and, you know, obviously can be connected to trauma. So we're going to unpack some of that next week. So I hope you can join us. As always, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be here in the studio with you, listening to the Find Your Bliss show. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I deeply love and appreciate you all. And I'll look forward to connecting with you again next week. Bye for now. Bye.